Lighthouse Labyrinth. Throbbing ankle but couldn't say no to trampolines and time machines to childhood summers. I wanted to take you with me so you could see I took your friend instead. Reverse psychology so that you might follow me instead of conversing with anyone but me. Inverse biology of the insides of my mind and what I'm feeling because never minds are stealing my thought away. I want you to stay. Cliche words uttered in so many ways, but I want to stay, not in a place, not in today, but in you. Confused, confounded, dumbfounded, founded me in 1996, where I was born sick, in the cool kind of way, not in those charring chick flick, okay, okays. I'm confusing because I change the routes I'm using like an impatient cab driver, cursing at every intersection, intersection of my life led me to you. Interesting how it feels right when it's just us two. Add some others and do the numbers we never seem to add right. Maybe because I was never good at math or because I can't act right. Either way, stay in touch because interaction, skin-to-skin action will always feel right. Too much interactions where end-to-end reaction will never be insight. Insight to ignorance like a lighthouse to a labyrinth. In light of the hindrance, the distance will affect our not-relationship. Dim lights create ambiance to what we'd rather ignore. Soon we'll also see less of stuff we adore. Too dark to see each other, but until then we'll lie on our backs crossing our arms as we point to the sky, acting as if all the world has abandoned time, picking out sparkles in the night by crossing our pointers in different directions, sticking to the ground in flight by loss of sanity knowing there are reflections. Thank you, everybody. That was Zaria Suggs. Um, This is Say Something Anything, a podcast brought to you by Puna Press, which is a San Diego-based poetry press. I'm Kara Goldfarb, and we are right here in the beautiful Koi Gardens at SD State Campus because Zaria is, as I recently learned, only 18 years old, (laughs) which is incredible. Um, Thank you so much for being here with us. Thank you for having me. And that was a great reading. Actually, we heard Zaria at uh, the Art Institute when there was an event going on the other week, and I thought that the poetry was great then. And so we got in contact, and then as I in an email to you, I did a bit of uh, innocent stalking and was shocked to find out that you were just 18. Um, so it's really great to have you here, and we always like to start off with a question that is super cutting edge, and that's sarcasm. So. Um, we're really big caffeine addicts at Puna Press, and we like to know, how do you take your coffee? <laughs> Ironically enough, I can't drink coffee. Okay. I am the weirdest person in terms of caffeine. It does something that it doesn't do to anything anyone else. I actually, when I drink coffee... I get so jittery that I'll, like, stare at a wall if you give me a grande. <laughs> if you not give me a grande from Starbucks. So, coffee. I don't take coffee is your okay, answer. Okay, you don't take coffee. <laughs> Anything else that kind of gets you through the, the writing process? Oh, man. Just inspiration. Pure inspiration on on feelings, on the things around me, on people. Um, definitely different people's energies are what what gets me writing. That's a much more um, zen answer than just uh, two <laughs> Now, I'm curious how you got into... I mean, your poetry style is very spoken word. So I'm curious as to how you got into that, how, like, where you discovered it, why it spoke to you, and you felt like it was something you wanted to be doing. Um, well, 
When I was younger, my dad would throw these parties, and every party, it was a family party, family friends, everyone came, and everyone knew that after dessert was my turn to put on whatever performance I wanted to do, and usually it was a Beyonce performance with like, my best friend on the street, and I just fell in love with music, so I actually started writing very musically, very... Uh, what I thought was lyricism back in the day. <laughs> Give me an example. And, oh, goodness. I don't even know. I it's I don't have them on my phone, unfortunately. But okay. um, well, Sometimes those things stick with you. Right. Um, I gave my dad, I was like, my dad, my dad's song was like, Hero, you are my hero. Like, I was like 10 years old, like singing that. It was so funny looking back on it. But it just kind of evolved and took on a life of its own once I started, you know, I always say I, I write instead of crying because that's how I live, that's how I smile, that's how I cry, that's how I do pretty much anything is just through my words. Right. And I, I really can't tell you when I, when I started writing like this, but I was in speech club, speech and debate in high school, and I actually got fourth in the nation for poetry, reading other people's poetry. So I guess that's where I kind of developed into something more slam and spoken word. I've noticed that once you perform your poetry more of art, more of a theatrical kind of way, people tend to listen. And that's a big part of when you run, when you write, you want people to listen. So I kind of was like, okay, <laughs> I got it. It's interesting how, you know, that more analytical right. speech and debate can really help with the more creative style performances. Exactly. And we just mentioned before the interview that you see yourself as a creative person at heart and I know for a lot of people especially younger people where there's a lot of pressure to be successful um, they might be a bit deterred to follow those creative impulses because they're met with a bit of resistance people say you know you can't make a living off being a writer or an artist or a singer did you ever encounter any of those situations and you know, what would you say to other young people that maybe are afraid to go after these things that they really feel strongly about because they're scared of that kind of reaction? Actually, it's it's great that you asked me that because I am an international business major. <laughs> and going into college when I was applying, I, I would say, I don't know what I want to do. I want to do something with art. And people would look at me and they would say, well, you can't really make a living off of that. Why don't you do business? Why don't you do that? So in a way, I did get influenced by that. However, I didn't let it kill that spirit, the, the love that I have for my art. I'm so blessed to be able to do it right now. So I would say to someone what my brother actually told me when I called him on the phone, and I said, you know, I think I'm just scared. I'm scared of what's, what's to come. I'm scared of what's new and he said he said Zaria don't you know that everything comes from nothing that newness can only be born out of something that wasn't there and my family is just a great inspiration my dad has always told me to follow my heart 
and that's what I'm doing and I think you can make a living out of anything that you're passionate about anything that you really really want to do if you have a hunger for it there's no doubt in my mind that you can achieve it that's a really great mentality to have on it <laughs> I think you. belief in yourself is a huge part of success because if you don't believe in you who is definitely yeah. when you first realized that you wanted to be doing these creative projects um what was you know the first step that you took towards getting yourself out there and and really just making the commitment to do them i think the very first thing i think the very first thing would have to say i would have to say is not being afraid to show yourself um, my poetry, like I said, it's very emotional, very emotionally driven. So, in a way, some of my poems are like my deepest, darkest secrets <laughs> in the weirdest kind of ways. Yeah. And uh, my first step was definitely showing my roommate, who was like, you have to put this online, you have to put this on YouTube. And it took off from there. So I would say, just go for it. Take the criticism with a grain of salt and have any situation that's built to tear you down build you up. That's great, really. Um, yeah, and then any uh, projects that you're excited about or that you want to share? <laughs> well, we're actually working on a short film with one of my friends. His name is Kyle de Guzman. He is on YouTube, so check out the link. <laughs> He's going to make a couple films starring me and my weird poems and my weird, <laughs> my weird art. So I'm, I'm really excited to just see where it takes me. That's great. Um, and now another poem by Zaria. This is Asking For It. When the boys catcall at what others may call a body and others deem a temple, I consult with my inner peace to keep me from imploding to pieces. And when the pressure reaches a level that even Emerald would deduce as perfection to where the meat is just tender enough, words come spewing out of my mouth like steam to a room temperature room, and I scream, I hope you have daughters. I hope you have daughters, and I hope that on the precious day of her nearly immaculate, miraculous arrival, out of the sanctuary that fed, sheltered, and bled for her, that you hold her in your crippled, corrupt, condescending hands, pleading for the cessation of her cries, only to hear the echoes of my curse, I hope you have daughters. And on the day you change her diaper for the very first time, I hope flashbacks replay in your mind and, your, and you cringe, and your mind binge eats on the fleets that will glide on the tears of your baby girl when the cannons greet her ears. Come here, baby girl. Oh, yeah, look at that ass. Damn. Well, I hope you have daughters. And I hope they wear dresses, the ones you called Mother May Eyes, and I hope the day she comes home cries and cries tears rippling from your eyes, I hope you remember tonight. The night you chose, I was just an animal than a person. The night you yelled and hollered like you didn't know that the same makeups that make you up make me up with makeup and a little more other stuff. The night you tried to make believe that belief. I hope you have daughters. And I hope every thought that occurs comes like a stinging compliment to what you wouldn't believe to be a curse. And I hope she has curves and confidence. But every backhanded arrow that you used to think was amusing skips her and pierces the air to fuse into you. I hope you have daughters. Thank 
Thanks again to Zaria. This is, once again, Say Something Anything. If you are a poet or know a poet who you think would be great for our show, send me an email at kara at punapress.com. That's K-A-R-A at punapress.com. You can also find that email in the description at the bottom of the podcast. And if you have any questions or feedback, something that you want us to ask a poet, hit me with that too. We uh, would love to hear from you and what you want. Thanks so much for listening, and we will see you again next time. Mm-hmm.